Ahoy, Minnetonka. I'm David Law, Superintendent of Minnetonka Public Schools. Thank you for joining us for our fourth episode of our new podcast, Ahoy, Minnetonka. School's out and summer is calling. Minnetonka Schools offers loads of events, classes, and programs for your family to get involved with over the summer months. Here to talk more about what's ahead for you and your family is our Community Ed Executive Director, Tim Litvin, and Assistant Director of Community Education, Jenny Badurka. Thank you both for being here today. Please share a little bit about yourselves. Thank you, David, for the question. And uh, my name is Tim Litvin. I've been in this position for 19 years here in Minnetonka, and I enjoy every second of it, and I have for 19 years. And this year also is gonna be a great summer, and that's what we're here to talk about today. So looking forward to this conversation. That's awesome. Jenny? Uh, I've been in my role for eight years here in Minnetonka. Love the opportunity to work with our team to offer great programs uh, out of school time for both youth and adults. And um, the engagement of our community gets me excited all the time. They're always willing to participate in the new and fun things that we plan. Well, I know earlier this afternoon you had hundreds of employees getting ready for the summer. I'm so impressed with all the things you have to offer. Can you just talk a little bit about what's ahead for the summer? Sure, well, we'll get into all kinds of cool things that we're doing, but this past year alone, we had over 2,100 offerings of classes, programs, and events. That's pretty unheard of, and 80% of those filled, which is a pretty cool number. Uh, and so we're excited about that classes run, classes held data. We share that regularly with cabinet and the board, and that's a good number for the community to know as well, because that means we're working hard for you and offering what you want, and you take what we want and what we offer. So we're excited about that. Uh, so Jenny, what's on tap for the summer and uh, things you want to share? Yeah, well, as Tim said, uh, we have got a lot of registrations that happen throughout the year, but 45% of them happen in the summer. So. Wow. We are busy getting ready for camps and classes, uh, school-age childcare, um, as well as um, field trips and activities that'll be happening throughout the summer. And we also got some exciting news about our program as a whole this last week that I'll toss it to Tim to share. Ooh. Well, okay, I'll share that right now. Good. And uh, I think you know, David, but uh, Minnetonka Community Education was named this week by LEARN, the Learning Resource Network, as one of the top 10 community education programs in the nation. So that's a big deal, and uh, we're proud of that and are okay. proud of our staff. And we'll talk more about that in the coming months. I'm not surprised by the recognition as a national program because of some of the things that I've seen in Minnetonka Community Ed that I've just never seen any place else. Well, let's start, let's dig into some of the summer programming, Jenny. What, you know, what's the difference between a camp and a class? What are some of the things that we offer that families are excited about? Well, lots of interest in recreation programming. We partner with lots of our high school coaches and athletes to offer programs for younger kids, um, including track and field, volleyball, dance, cheer. So those are really fun connections that we make. Uh, we also have a great trip that Kelly Lewis, a longtime teacher in the district, um, takes a big group to the Boundary Waters every year for a week um, adventure. And so they'll take that trip in July that's, I think, something pretty unique that um, others might not do. And everything from adapted recreation programs to STEM classes, art classes, a lot of our camp format is week-long, Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, but we also have some things that run once a week, maybe in the afternoon or evening as well. One, one philosophy that we really have is exploration rather than specialization in community ed. And so that gives people a chance to do just about everything. If they can't find something to do in Minnetonka Community Ed, 
Uh, they need to call us. We'll find them something because uh, they might not be looking hard enough. I know that uh, a lot of those things, people think of community ed and they think of this is for the children or school age kids. You have adult programming too. What are some of the things adults might enjoy over the summer? A lot of fitness, recreation, tennis is very popular. Uh, of course, pickleball has been very popular recently and we'll be hosting a pickleball tournament this uh, summertime. Uh, we're excited about that with categories for youth and uh, like a parent-child, uh, adult, and a 55 plus category. Um, creative classes are lots of popular offerings that we have as well. We're working on over the summer to get our new maker space in our community ed building uh, ready for the fall. So those will be some great new offerings. Uh, now, for those of us in education, we've heard the term maker space a lot, mm -hmm. but for those people in the community that might not be as familiar, what is a maker space and why are we excited about it? We are designing our maker space to be a place for creative exploration, whether that be um, painting, drawing, uh, technology use, uh, lots of different activities and classes that we have planned in there, both for youth and adults. We're hoping to also have some open time where folks can come in and maybe do their knitting or crocheting project and others from the community could be there and they could be there to build community with them and get to know their neighbors. Tim, throughout the year with the board meetings, you've shared some impressive numbers about programs and participation. Uh, you know, one of the things I was really amazed by are some families that have participated in really high numbers of programs with their kids. Are there some numbers this year that stick out for you, both in terms of family participation or participation in general? Well, that's a good question, David. And one, we've got this one uh, customer in Project SOAR, which is Adults with Disabilities. She has taken, believe it or not, in the last 12 months, over 100 of our Project SOAR classes. She's an all-star above all-stars, uh, and she's awesome. And we've got other customers that do that. We've got families that have taken as many as 20 programs just by themselves. Um, it, it's really cool to see the, the acceptance, as Jenny referred, that we have when we put programs out there. Because you never know. We're throwing many times darts at dartboards, and we're hoping. Um, but through great marketing and great product, people react to it and, and they come along. You've talked about this before. For the community members, what is Project SOAR? It's a good question. Project SOAR is a program for adults with disability, and it's adults age 18 and up. And they really partner well right now with our SAIL program. Uh, but uh, Lindsay Richens is our program manager, and she does a fantastic job of offering programs for that community, whether they be in our community or it's also a consortium with St. Louis Park, YZ, and Hopkins. So we'll have programs in all of those districts. Uh, and it's really hit home. And believe it or not, there's a lot of people in our area that want those programs, and we're happy to provide them. That's awesome. I'm going to shift gears, Jenny. Uh, summer explorers. Uh, what's an explorer? Where are sites? How many staff are involved? What's our enrollment like? Yeah, we've got a lot of kids coming to join us this summer for explorers. We'll be at Scenic Heights Elementary, Excelsior Elementary, and Deep Haven Elementary, also at our Community Education Center with our Junior Explorers. Explorers is one of our biggest programs in community ed. It is a school-aged child care program. Um, Explorers is for K through five students before and after school. We open at 6.30, close at six to help um, cover those beginning and end of the day times. Junior Explorers is wraparound childcare for our preschool program, which is at the Minnetonka Community Education Center. Uh, Explorers is all about being a choice-based uh, opportunity for kids to learn, grow, have a safe environment to be in, be with their friends and have a lot of fun. We do also offer Explorers in the summer. We're open from 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, families in K through five need to come at least 15 days throughout the summer. So kids will come and go and uh, lots of great field trips, 
trips to the beach and fun activities planned. And did that fill and what does that number mean when it's full? Well, we, some sites have space, some are full, um, but we have a really, probably our biggest number of registrations for the summer between Junior Explorers, Explorers and Quest, which is our program for incoming sixth through eighth graders. They do field trips all week long. Uh, we have 1,200 students who are registered um, will be coming and joining us for various dates over the summer. Wow. And the That's training you were just at that we all came from, there was 125 staff and they're ready to service these 1,200 children. So wow. pretty cool. Yeah, and Explorers is a program where we're always looking for staff to join our team. Um, probably in the, during the school year, the biggest need is afternoons. So if folks have some time available in the afternoons that they want to come and have fun, play with kids, uh, we would love to have them. We're hiring. We talked a little bit about summer classes. And Tim, you said it's kind of like throwing at a dartboard, but I know we've talked it's a little bit more than that. How do you identify new courses and other classes that aren't full yet this summer that people might be able to take part in? Yeah, good question. I'll take the first part of that question. I'll let Jenny handle the second one. And we have a robust advisory council in uh, for adult right. and youth programming. We have a wonderful PTO for our early childhood programs. And those are think tanks. They really are. And they bounce around and they have good ideas for programs of the future as well as reacting to current programs. But we also have a wonderful professional staff. Uh, Jenny Badurka is assistant director. We have Molly Bonneman as the juniors uh, coordinator as well as the ECFE and preschool. And then we have nine program managers. So this team of community eds, really we're always looking and searching and thinking about new ideas. We have a monthly conversation about new programming, meaning what if? And so those conversations of staff are just robust and they help us deliver programs that aren't out there uh, in other communities. Certainly you'll find things that are in other communities, which is good. But we also have nuanced programs that I think I'm very proud of. I know I'm very proud of. And if, some, oh, go, go ahead. And regarding some, your question about summer, do we still have opportunities for people to participate? We absolutely do. Uh, we have a really great resource on our website. It's a week by week planning guide. So if families are looking for something for a specific week, they can go on there, see what options they might want to jump in for, and you can always call our front reception team as well. They're happy to help find the right age group opportunity for what you're looking for. So you said you have a community ed advisory board. If someone in the community would like to see something offered here that isn't, could they just email you directly for that advisory board to consider course offering? Or would that be an option for people? Great question, and it is an option, yeah. And we get questions all the time. Personally, Jenny and I do from anybody in the community. We get emails often, phone calls often, and that's part of the entree into what if. And so we love those calls. And oftentimes those start from nothing and they become really something. We've had conversations with people on the street. Hey, 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 why don't you do this? Or think about it. And they work. Hmm. And so we're pretty reactive and I'm proud about that. That's great. Um, another element of community ed is our preschool and early childhood programmings. Uh, I understand that the fall has really filled up. Are we at capacity for fall preschool? I know it's June, but that's right around the corner. What are the options for fall preschool and how, what, what do we offer? I know there's some Spanish immersion in there. We've got a lot of upper, uh, opportunities right now for families still to get in. I was just talking to Molly this morning and she signed up six students this week for fall preschool. And not all sections are full. This year we had 21 sections of preschool, which is outstanding. One of them being a new outdoor learning preschool program that we started just this year. Again, something new that you won't find in many other programs. Uh, families loved it and embraced it completely. We also started Spanish Immersion this year. Spanish Immersion is gonna to go to two sections next year 
because of the demand for that program. And so Molly's excited about that. And that doesn't diminish any of the other wonderful programming we have in preschool. It's outstanding. And 500 students alone took ECFE programming this past year and about 400 preschool students. So we've got room next year. So anybody out there needing some uh, a place for their child, three or four year old or five year old, uh, we can get them in. I didn't ask this question, Jenny, earlier, but I, I know that things fill up fast. Explorers for the fall, is that full already? We did open registration in March for uh, next school year's Explorers. Uh, some sites do have availability and some are currently at a capacity. Um, I would encourage people to continue to get on the wait list. Um, as we know, families' plans change uh, and we're working hard to hire staff. And as we do, we're gonna keep moving people in off the wait list. Let's talk about events for a little bit. You've got certainly a wonderful orange shirt that says Tour de Tonka. We offer pre premier events uh, that I'm really proud of. Uh, you have been a part in some of those from the beginning. Can you talk about some of our premier events and uh, how people get involved with them? It's a good question and thank you. Uh, I think one of the separators from Minnetonka Community Ed to other community eds is, is events. And we do a lot of great programming like many community ads do, but not many will touch events. They're just a lot of work and that's okay because the community benefits from that. Uh, chase events, we started those like chase participation events. We've got one coming up here just next week. 16 teams, couples are signed up for this chase event next week. That's kind of fun. That's a big group. So 32 people. What's, so a, what's a, a chase event? Yeah, it's a parent-child sort of adventure race. If you yeah. think of like the amazing race, we sort of plan different challenges for them to compete and they kind of race around. This one will be at Minnewashta, so we'll have five or six challenges inside, then we'll go outside for five or six more and award prizes, but just a fun uh, connection for families uh, to make and get out and do something fun together. And 16 teams for that. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we've, we do it twice a year and we've done it in Excelsior, in Minnetonka, in Wyzetta, and now we're gonna We have explore. a winter version as well. Yep, yeah. it, it, some, that's kind of new. Uh, the youth cross country runs we do, that's different. Uh, the youth triathlon was just held a few weeks ago, very successful. Uh, those are some of the big events we do. Dodgeball tournament, youth track meet was just held last Sunday, very popular as well. Um, then the mud run is coming right around yes, the corner. We offer a mud run. It's a 5K uh, sort of obstacle course through the mud. It's at Lake Minnewashta Regional Park on July 15th. It's a great family-friendly event and you can run the full 5K distance or there's a lot of shortcuts along the way too. You can pick which one of the mud obstacles you'd like to compete in or not. And then we got another little event called Tour de Tonka. But right. before I talk about that, I've got something to give you. Is that sure. all right if I... Sure, absolutely. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ms. Maduka. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, Superintendent Law, if you would, please. Sure. Okay. going to wear these? Oh, sure. So we're putting on white and orange sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Very stylish. Oh, you're looking good. You, you're looking good. I think, Great. and Jenny, yes, they're, they're you. Orange is my um, color, huh? So... So these glasses help promote Tour de Tonka. We've mm -hmm. given them away to lots of people through the years. You have your own pair right now. Yes. Uh, and we don't want them back. Mm -hmm. And so they're yours to keep. And Tour de Tonka is coming up on Saturday, August 5. It's really the granddaddy of them all for community education for our events. Uh, it's something that was started like uh, at a napkin at a table some years mm. ago, and it's really flourished. In year one, 881 people showed up when I expected about 200. And I thought, okay, something big is going on here. New napkin. 
And so that has changed a lot, but it's grown with the help of sponsors, with volunteers. This event is really known for volunteerism. We have over 600 volunteers that come out for this event. Thankfully, if you're out there and you want to volunteer, we'll take you. Um, it's just a wonderful event for the community and for all the communities. This year we go through 25 different cities. Wow. And so they, it's really fun when you talk to these cities. Jenny and I get out to city council meetings and talk to them so they're aware of it and they embrace it, and they do. And uh, so it's their event too. Uh, we want them to feel part of us. And uh, we'll go through Winstead, which is far out west this year. It's a new community for us, but also right around us. We're in y Wyzetta, we're in Eden Prairie, Shorewood, Chan Hassan, Chaska, right around us. And uh, it's a fun program and it's for anybody. It really is. Looking at Andy over here, he's there every year making it happen. Uh, routes are 16 miles to 100. And you were a rider last year for the first yes. time. It was great. And so this year, I hope you come back and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. And I am coming back and I'm bringing as many of my family members as will ride. Nice. Awesome. So tell me what the Tour de Tonka is. Where, are we walking around someplace? Tour de Tonka is a bike ride. It's not a bike race. Thank you for that question. Many times it is confused by people that think it's a race around the lake. Uh, no, but many riders do think, as Jenny and I know, that they tell us, uh, I did it in this amount of time, but we say we don't care because it is a ride. It's a pleasurely ride, pleasurely ride and we want them to enjoy it. What do we have out there on the rest stops for them, Jenny, so yeah, they can enjoy we, it? Yeah, we have rest stops all along the way. Uh, depending on the ride that you participate in, you'll have a couple of stops. Um, the longer you go, the more stops we put uh, out there for folks. But there's music. We have a bike mechanic at each rest stop. There'll be food, beverage, and just a place to kind of take a break and meet your fellow riders and then get back on the road and keep on going. So they're always a ton of fun. Well, I, I know the glasses that we're still wearing for those who can't see us say Subaru on them. Um, you have some premier sponsors. I know that plays a part, but you also have partners in the community, law enforcement and, and fire and just all over the place. Uh, how many different agencies work with us and how many sponsors as a ballpark does it take to pull an event like this together? Uh, those are all good questions and sponsors are fantastic and thank you to all sponsors who might be watching or listening today. They are 19 strong this year and that's just the major sponsors. We have many also that are just helping and supporting in other ways that we call a sponsor as well, but they don't get their name on a shirt. But uh, 19 big time sponsors and they come back willingly every year and every year one might have to drop for whatever reason so we bring them back in in another way. Um, this year, 125 law enforcement, fire department personnel wow. are already set to support that event. Jenny and I work with many of them hand-to-hand -hand direct and they love the event. And that's one of the things most people don't see is that there's fees involved for all these things. So, you know, people are going to have to pay to ride. Well, your money goes in many areas and one of them, and gladly it does go to rides like this that's, that have law enforcement involved. I was at a ride just two weeks ago. Uh, there was this many law enforcement involved. And that's one of the differences to Tour de Tonka to other bike rides in the state of Minnesota is that we're going to guide you and guard you all the way so you feel like, yeah, I'm safe out here and uh, have fun. Yeah. Well, as, as we're getting close to the end of this, I wonder if you have a favorite story from this year or from the programs we have that you'd like to share. Is there something that jumps out as a favorite memory from Community Ed? 
There, there are many, and I, I think it's the, the little hellos in the hallway that turn into a conversation, or a hello at an event that turn into a conversation that are always my uh, most favorite. Uh, the Youth Triathlon was just a few weeks ago, as I mentioned, and, and at that event, I was talking to a mother whose son had never done this before, but now this was his third time. And uh, she said he was a, a modest, not very uh, confident individual. And because of the Youth Triathlon, it just kind of gave him a self-esteem boost. And I get teared up just thinking about it because she said that helped make my son a better person. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah, Jenny? I guess I think about just the number of uh, different connections that one individual has with our program. So I think about some of the high school students that we have that are a part of our Youth Development Council. They help us to run our fifth grade finales at the end of the season. Um, several of them I know work in Explorers after school. Uh, they volunteer at our events so they can help earn hours towards their President's Volunteer Service Award. So it's fun to see them in so many different capacities and continue to build those connections through all of our community ed programs. Another good thing I'd like to add on is just working with great staff. Uh, we are very blessed here in Minnetonka. We've got great staff everywhere. And in community education, it's no different. And uh, just a pleasure to work with these good people. It's funny, I was just at our SAIL graduation for adult transitions program and one of those students uh, shared that he was so excited that he volunteered with community education and he did some childcare and at his graduation speech, he had said, I just really loved helping those students. So I went over to the training and who do I see over in the side of the room just smiling was this same student. Um, so we're thankful for those employees, but it's also a great opportunity for those people to feel fulfilled too. So I wanna give a shout out to all of our summer program employees because you make a huge difference. And, and even supporting each other. Okay, I'm gonna take off my sunglasses because I can't see a thing. Uh, and uh, say uh, thank you both for being here. Do you have any closing comments for the community about community ed in general, what you're looking forward to in the future, anything that we wanna wrap up with today? Tim? I'll, I'll add one thing that we haven't talked about yet. Community education this year celebrated 50 years. And that's a thanks to all of our great community members out there for participating and embracing community education. It's also a tip of the hat to our great staff. And so Minnetonka Community Education being 50 years strong uh, means a lot to me as the director of the program. And uh, that's something that I feel real good about every day. Thank you. Jenny, anything? Yeah, I'm really hoping the community has a great summer, gets to get outside and enjoy the beautiful weather. We hope you'll join us for one of our great events or classes that you can find on our website. And also we have a ton of great volunteer opportunities for you to get involved also on our website. So we hope to see you out and about in the community this summer. Well, thank you both for being here. It's been great to have you here. Thank you. And there's our program. As we close, I wanna thank you both for being here and taking the time to connect. Listeners, thank you for joining us for this episode of Ahoy Minnetonka. We'll take a break from podcasting in July and we'll be back in early August for another episode of Ahoy Minnetonka. Have a great summer. One more reminder, look for these blue medallions out along the Tour de Tonka bike course. If you find one, there's a special prize attached and these signs should be a reminder to sign up for Tour de Tonka. I'll see you there. Have a great summer.